Today's football news is with thanks to Fuji Clean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. 300 733 or visit fujiclean.com.au. Time to talk football now on the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. James Clark joins us. Good morning, James. Good morning, boys. How are we? And welcoming him back for the first time in 2023, our former Socceroos, Scott McDonald. Scott, good morning. Good morning, guys. Obviously, be back with you guys, and a happy new year. By the way, when do we stop saying that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's still January, and it's your first time back, so we can get <laughs> yeah, away that's with right. it for a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Scott, um, well, there's lots to talk about. There's plenty to talk about. Like the last time we spoke was just before before Christmas and before the World Cup final. Yeah, lots happened. Uh, there's a lot's happened, Scott, since then. Uh, the World Cup final, Argentina, Messi, Pele's passing, um, but now we're straight back uh, into the EPL, and what a what a ride it's been in the the EPL and the FA Cup. And uh, you're in you're in Sydney, you're flying back. Got to got your hands on the cup yesterday. Well, I didn't get my hands on it because I wouldn't touch it, Clarky. I don't think you deserve to touch it if you haven't won it. Oh, fair enough. Super, I'm a bit superstitious on things like that. You but, would have seen um, a fair. You would have. You would have seen Arsenal's name on it a fair bit, though. <laughs> yeah, from what I got told last night. Yes, I'm sure you're smiling from ear to ear right now and hoping that they win the Premier League this year. And it looks like they're uh, on their way to that. They almost have one hand on it. But um, yeah, having the FA Cup here and obviously Australia is a, a special thing. And to see the trophy itself is probably the most historic, not the oldest though, Clarky. There you go. I found that out too. The Scottish. Still in, still in the world at the moment. It's never been changed. So a little bit of history there for you. But, um, yeah, it's great to have the FA Cup. And, and obviously just talking about last night, so many memories, isn't there? You know, if you look part, you know, from, from years gone by, and I'm sure there'll be many more made this year. Certainly. And, and Scott, what's your experience? Played a few games in it. What's your earliest memories of, of being involved with the FA Cup? Yeah, well, from a personal playing perspective, it wasn't the most successful uh, competition I ever played in, unfortunately. But uh, I managed to score a couple of goals in it. I think the, the year Bradford, we played Bradford in the, the FA Cup in the year that they were giant killing um, the way there. Um, we, we managed to take them to a, a replay uh, before they beat us. And then they went on that, that great run and beating Chelsea and, and whatnot. But look, in terms of you know memories gone by, probably my first ever memory with the FA Cup was 1995, and unfortunately, uh, the team I supported, which was Man United by uh, by Everton, um, famous victory for Everton, one 0 And speaking of Everton at the moment, obviously we'll talk about Frank Lampard, but they're they're desperate for certainly a win right now as well to to get a little bit higher in that Premier League table. Yeah, with uh, teams like Everton and Arsenal, they've they've got a rich history, haven't they, in the top flight? And it, it the way it's looking though, Scott. Um, they look like they could be dropping out of the Premier League uh, for the first time in many, many years. So, uh, got a lot of work to do now, Everton. But um, it's it's a club that's in a, a fair shambles, isn't it? With their with their CEO uh, just have his uh, hands on the wheel at the moment. Um, it's it's depressing uh, for for Everton fans, and they're they're showing their displeasure. Well, yeah, it looks like they're going to have their sixth manager. Well, they are going to have their sixth manager in five years, which. You know, it just shows the, the recruitment and the policy, the transfer policies just haven't been. The question comes from the support, but the, the support have been out of hand a little bit as well. And uh, there's no control at the football club at the moment. And, and it's worrying times if you're an Evertonian, that's for certain. And they need a strong character to come in that building and, and try and build blocks, uh, certainly between the team and the fans, at least, until um, the end of the points on the board. But 
Look, it, it didn't bode well for Frank after you know the loss to, to West Ham over the weekend, the 2-0 loss. You know, only three wins all season. That last win coming in you know October, so it's been a long time coming. Only 15 goals as well they've scored all season. So there's a lot of work to be done for whoever comes in there. Um, it's it's been a, f- a fascinating EPL this season. Um, just you know, with the the drop of Liverpool and Chelsea to, to the mid table, but uh, and then Man City with Erlen Harling uh, getting his fourth EPL hat trick uh, in just 19 games with that uh, three nil thumping over Wolves. Um, Arsenal. With a, I'd have to say I'm, I'm I'm saying this with my Arsenal hat on, but that that game yesterday had all the the makings of just a classic uh, back from when those two clubs just had that. Uh, that great rivalry, you know, Vieira, yeah. um, the, those sort of those days of Arsenal, it just had the feeling of that, and that just the fans are up and about. But getting getting home in the end, three two two, in one of the, the games of the season. But uh, yeah, with a, a VAR deciding the the late goal, the drama, and but it, yeah. I'd have to say that Eddie. Uh, and Kedia is he's one of the form players that he's a, is a real poacher um, and just playing really good football. Oh, geez, who's going to fill the, the shoes of Gabriel Jesus? But um, he's he's incredible 19 goals in 26 games and 13 out of 13 at the Emirates. Yeah, well, you're spot on there, Clark, in terms of when Gabriel Jesus does get injured, everyone thought, well, who's going to replace him? Looking outside of Arsenal. Arteta was looking in, and I think that's probably one of the, the the biggest things that I've noticed. You know, Arteta's reign in terms of you know, you look at Granit Xhaka, another example, yeah. where you know players that aren't fancied by the the support or the outside, you would say, but he's backed them 100. percent He's installed confidence in them, and he's made them better players. Um, and they're certainly turning it on right now um, for the club itself, and uh, they're playing some wonderful football as well. Uh, and, and you're right, it was a wonderful game to watch the other day. Two teams in really, really good form, and something had to give. Obviously, both teams unbeaten for a good spell. Um, Marcus Rashford, though, he's in wonderful form. Uh, but it was that man in Ketia, obviously, having the final say and, and just keeping, uh, you know, Arsenal away from, from Manchester City, you know, breathing down the necks a little bit. They can breathe a little bit easier going into this FA Cup tie this weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, Arsenal have come through the North London derby and then, you know, navigated past. We see City versus Arsenal, one and two in the Premier League, coming up. Uh, in the FA Cup this Saturday. Um, what's your prediction for that one? Well, I think it's a tough one for Arsenal. They, they don't generally travel well to the Etihad. And, um, I think this is going to be a big, big game, just in, in terms, not just for the FA Cup, but for the Premier League itself, in perspective. If, if Man City were, were to win this one, Arsenal do know they have to play them still twice in the, in the Premier League itself as well. So I think there's a lot you know, raining on this game. I, I don't think either manager will want to give anything for this one. And I think both teams will be full strength and uh, looking to get the victory over, over, let the mind games begin. Yeah, it should be a beauty. It's the, the master up against the apprentice, isn't it? Uh, with Arteta spending so much time um, under Pep Guardiola, he's had a lot to do with him over his career. He was at Barcelona as a, a, as a player. Uh, under uh, well, when Pep was was at Barcelona, so there's there's a lot of history between us. Also, we have got some League Cup semi-finals coming up, and uh, geez, I'd love to see um, Newcastle and Nottingham Forest. Oh, you probably wouldn't want to see Forest there, but um, <laughs> Southampton taking on Newcastle. Southampton, a horrible season they've been having, but uh, make, making the semi-finals here. They're four fifty outsiders. Newcastle a dollar seventy. Newcastle, Nottingham Forest in that other uh, semi-final. Four dollars seventy-five outsiders. Manchester United, dollar sixty-eight favourites. Who do you like in these two? 
Well, look, I think you've just said there, I can't see past Manchester United in the form they're in. Um, I think it'll be a very, very tough in. Albeit, you know, Forrest have found a little bit else, um, but just Manchester United will have too much. They need a trophy in the cabinet uh, under Ten Hag, and it would be a nice way to, to start things. Uh, it won't be easy selling if they get there, though, because you know, Newcastle, as well, we all know uh, how well they've been playing and performing this year. Um, had a lot of draws, Newcastle, this year. You know, they mates to go with it. Uh, look, Southampton have picked up a little bit under their new manager as well, you have to say, and, and certainly these cup runs, they've been fantastic. So, you know, it's not going to be all Newcastle's way. No, it wouldn't surprise me if Southampton caused an upset in this one, guys. So you, you reckon it could be a draw at, uh, at 90 minutes in that one, or do you, you I'd, I'd say I'd, I'd say a draw, a draw, uh, you know, full-time. Okay. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Saints to... To pick it over the over the course. Okay, a bit of a, a cup set there. Now we're turning to the A League. Um, it's been an interesting weekend. Uh, you were at the Brisbane Raw game as well. Brisbane Raw, they've good. They've they're called the Brisbane Draw at the moment because they seem to be drawing so much. But um, a lot of promise in that game. They had a couple of good shots, but Glover he was fantastic uh, for Melbourne City in, in goals. But um, a lot of promise shown by the Brisbane Raw, but uh, keeping them scoreless, and it was a, a nil-all draw, but a, a good game of football. Yeah, it was indeed, Clarky. I thought Brisbane Raw were very, very good value, and uh, you know the, the way that they set out their stall from the start, they were very, very brave. Their high press meant uh, Melbourne. Melbourne City, uh, as we know, the form team in the competition, uh, the team to beat at the moment, and um, you know kept them, you know, very very quiet, particularly the, um, which we know with McLaren in it and, and Leckie and Tilio. That's that, that's a class front three you know, in this league, and um, you know Brisbane Raw, you know, defensively structured wise, have been excellent all season. They really really just need to find a way to go, and that's where they're really struggling. Uh, if they have any chance of reaching that top team. But, yeah, there was lots to talk about in the A-League, wasn't there? Obviously, with Dwight York yeah. now departing MacArthur as well, and, and the rumour mill began straight away. As yeah, you started, the, you started the rumours, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit, possibly. But, um, yeah, look, uh, off the back of Steve Corica, you know, having another loss against USD, third one in a row, everyone's sort of speculating that Dwight could possibly be the man to, to replace him, but... As I understand it, you know, there's, there's no talk to that at the moment. It was purely just a, a mutual consent between MacArthur and Dwight that they just didn't see eye to eye at the end of the day, which is hugely disappointing for the league itself because to have someone a you know, calibre and name within the league, it was an excellent thing. And we've seen that on a couple of occasions now with Robbie Fowler as well coming to the A-League and sort of cutting it short, which is, it, it, it is disappointing um, because you want these guys in your league to, to promote it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where he ends up next. How hard is it, Scott, uh, just had on, like you go, you, you cop a defeat like that and you see the team that di- didn't play well or didn't have that intensity. How hard is it, would it be for someone like Dwight York, who's played at such a high level? He's come back to the A-League. It's it's not Premier League level. We, we all know that. Mm. But how hard is it to temper that sort of feeling in a dressing room? And apparently, by all reports, he did lose it and he, he did have yeah, a spray but- at quite a lot of players. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that report either. Yeah, you know, I'll be perfectly honest with you. And, and you know what? A changing room is an inner sanctum where things get said and it should be very open between you and your players and the relationship should be short words with one another. Um, so I'm not one for, you know, the the words that have come out of the changing room after this in the media and everything. It, it seems a little bit more of a, a little bit of an excuse because why it's gone for me, um, personally speaking, uh, just to sort of, 
well, it's not our fault, you know, but there's, there's more to this than, you know, words said after a game and he's actually come out and said stuff to his players. Would would they rather he come out and, you know, the media and said it honestly, yeah. you know, or, or say it in a changing room? So, you know, what kind of, you know, when, when you're in these uh, high-performance situations and, and you've got to be honest with the times, and, yes, sometimes it can go over the top. Uh, and a manager, you have to be, you know, a little bit clever with your words. Um, but if he did lose it, then, I, look, I'm okay with that. I've certainly had a, a few sprays in my time, I can tell you, um, you know, and some honest words from managers. But, again, we're, we're living in a different society in, in a certain way. However, I just don't think that those honest words should be, should be you know, um, be changed. Uh, I think it's a good thing, you know, in change rooms that if you can speak openly and honestly uh, to one another, not just the manager speaking to the players, but uh, everyone speaking honestly to each other. Well, Scotty might have tried that approach uh, and it wasn't working, so he went to the next level. Possibly, yeah, he might well have been. Um, I think um, there's been some real positive performances from MacArthur. We've seen him win a trophy already this year, and, um, you know, they've been very, very inconsistent. I think probably that's where the frustrations come from as well because the talent is there. Some wonderful attacking footballers, Craig Noon, Davila, uh that we see um, as well, and... Uh, you know, he's probably expected more. Do you know what? It's, it's still a fantastic club to, to obviously Mili Stajowski, ex-Socceroos, now took the job. And it's a, it's a, it's a great job to have because there is some wonderful talent in there. And it's so tight right now that one or two wins, you, you're right in there and in the mix uh, at the very, very top. Do you have aspirations of coaching the A-League, Scott? Look, uh, I'll see where it takes me, Clark. Yeah, yeah. I have aspirations, of course. I'm, I'm a very, um, you know, confident individual in my own ability. But, um, you know, at the moment, I'm happy to uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, one final one before we let you go, and we'll, we'll chat again on Friday. But um, Liverpool and Chelsea, we touched on it. Um, do you think, has Liverpool got it in to make it back into Europe? Or is their season well and truly gone? And, and same with Chelsea. They're, they're not teams that you'd expect to ladder. No, certainly not. And Liverpool did it last year. Can they do it again? I think it might be one step too far. I just really, really feel that, you know, the loss of Sadio Mane has been massive on that football club itself. I don't think we only we only realise now what an impact he was um, and how good he was for, for most salaries the injuries that they've got uh, at the moment at the top end of the pitches and helping their cause. Chelsea, though, with Madrid, he looks very, very lively. And I can see things turning a little bit for Graham Potter there. And I think probably they're... They're the ones that could we could see go on the rise and, 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 you know, have a little decent run. Great to have you back, Scott. We'll chat Friday, mate. Cheers, guys.